all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hello and welcome back. As you can see, I'm outside once again. It's such a beautiful day out here. Warm, a bit humid. No excuses. <laughs> this is going to be a really good video. This is going to be <laughs> something that's really close to my heart. An experience that for me was extremely life-changing, extremely eye-opening. Something that I also struggled with for about a year, uh, a year and a half afterwards. This is going to be a video on my Kundalini awakening experience and what it was for me. <laughs> so uh, let's get right into it. <laughs> and you're open and you're ready for more. These types of things can manifest for you if you're ready. So let me get into my experience here. <laughs> Um, I had been going through a real intense moment in my life where the desire for enlightenment, the desire to reach my inner peaks of my being were the number one thing. It, there was nothing else I wanted more. And to the point where I could go into my meditations with this single pointed focus. And I was uh, this specific night as well. Um, I oftentimes would be on the brink of tears, uh, so much emotion and digging deeply within myself with such an urgency as though it was the last moment I was going to be on the earth as though a, a meteor was just about to strike the planet right where I am and I had seconds in order to reach my depths it was this was my absolute last chance and this is the intensity to which it takes this is the intensity to which I was in that state of meditation where I was going into myself and really like a blind man looking for his keys on the floor just you know searching going in deep 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 so with that said, I was on the floor 
uh, had my legs crossed and I, I was doing as I often do. I had uh, some teachings on from Osho at the time. Um, and also some uh, some music playing. I had my headphones on. Um, I actually was high. I was smoking weed at the time, which I don't anymore, which is a long story. But anyways, I was high at the moment, and uh, which I did for all my meditations. Just I was always high at that time in my life. Um, something suddenly. It is so difficult to put this into words because unless you've experienced it for yourself, you're not really going to understand what I'm saying. So just bear with me. And in that instant, I understood what Jesus was talking about when he talks about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because suddenly I wasn't... Hmm, how, how to say this? If you could imagine a state within yourself that you're not you anymore, you are God. And as God himself, there is no fear is you couldn't even imagine thinking about fear. You were so far, I was so far detached from the experience of your, your everyday emotions as a human being, um, you know, f- uh, anxiety and, and, and things like, uh, things that would normally hold a person back from, from doing certain, uh, experiences in, in that instant, I was, I was something else. Um, and as I was that that being, that something else, I can only say God because it was such an intense uh, and give me some time here. It's going to take some time to really explain everything because there was so much going on at once. I could see the two aspects of uh, myself. I could see two voices inside of me, um, a voice wanting to pull me in one direction and another voice wanting to pull me in another direction. And I can see the two. Incredible. 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 Hmm. Real talk. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ. Real talk. Hi, my name is Miriam Evans, and I would like to share a supernatural story with you. When I was around 20 years old, I struggled with anxiety and panic attacks in a real way. And it really started when I was a kid. I would have these episodes of just torment and panic that would come in the middle of the night. And it felt like someone was on me, an invisible force was on me and choking me, and I couldn't breathe. And so when I was around 20 years old, I really had just switched my life completely, living for Jesus. I 
came into salvation. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But unfortunately, things in the panic and in the torment area got worse. And so I was explaining this to my, at the time, my husband and I, we moved back to his hometown and I was explaining this to his pastor and and, and the wife. And she told me, she said, honey, she said, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And I kind of felt like the believers in Acts chapter 19, where they explained, you know, the baptism of repentance we've received, but who's the Holy Spirit? And that's kind of where I was at in life. I had received the baptism of repentance. I was baptized. I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I was not aware of who the person of the Holy Spirit was. And so they prayed with me. I received a baptism of the Holy Spirit. I even received my prayer language to be able to speak in tongues. And I was so excited and happy about this. But later that evening, I went home and I woke up in the middle of the night. And again, an invisible force was on my chest, choking me. I felt just horrible feelings of panic and torment. Like I couldn't even breathe. And I was like, why is this happening to me again? Something's broken. Like, what is this salvation? Isn't this supposed to be helping me? And then I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit speak to me very clearly. And he said, speak in tongues and see what happens. Now, I will tell you, there was also a very dark voice that began to speak to me as I was saying these two simple syllables, just telling me, you know what, what you received is not real. I was filled with doubt. On one hand, I heard the Holy Spirit telling me to speak in tongues. On the other hand, I heard a voice telling me to doubt that everything that I received was not real. God wasn't real. His presence in the Holy Spirit wasn't real. And so I went ahead and just started just murmuring these two little syllables. And as I began to step out into faith and speak in tongues in a language that didn't make any sense to my mind, I felt my room begin to fill with the presence of God as a violent rushing wind. It makes me think of the violent rushing wind that came in Acts 2 into the upper room. A violent rushing wind came into my room and began to fill my room. And it was a loud wind. And so much so that I began to grip on to the edge of my mattress because I felt like I was going to blow away. And I know that God was entering me into this open vision. My husband was next to me and good for him. He slept through the whole thing. And so this wind was picking up in my room and God opened up my eyes to see in the spirit realm. And I saw what was behind for the first time. I saw what was behind all of these panic attacks. And I saw demons filling my room with one that was trying to choke me. And the wind that was in my room completely blew every single demon out of my room. There was no contest. There was no question. The person of the Holy Spirit had been introduced to me in that way, in a very real way, in a very real manner for the first time in my life. And I want to tell you that the next day I woke up, I slept like a baby. And the next day I woke up completely set free from panic, torment, anxiety, and I didn't even need 
need my medication. And not only that, I because of the anxiety, because of the panic, I also had a lot of physical infirmities in my body. My back, the discs in my back needed healing. I had a neurological issue at the time that had caused the left side of my face to paralyze and droop, along with excruciating headaches in the back of my head, all for which I was medicated for all of those things. And so later that week, I found that as I would spend time in God's presence and as I prayed, His glory, His manifest presence would come and visit me, whether I was in the shower or at home or in bed or even at church. And every time I came out of His presence, a different person. And so my body was healed. God began to heal my nerves. He began to heal the discs in my back. He had already delivered me and set me free from torment and anxiety. And through all of that, I had developed an addiction to prescription medication because of all of the medications that I had been on for at least three years. And so one night I went to bed and I woke up with cold sweats and I thought, God, I feel like I'm so sick right now. And I turned on the television and I was listening to a woman on the screen, a well-known minister. And she gave a word of knowledge and she said, I believe that someone is watching TV right now and you have a prescription drug addiction. And I feel like God is going to right now where you're at deliver you from that addiction and i want to tell you wow we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions and it's because that occasional shave really hurts it's the time of year for big occasions and yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor let's help him out henson shavings line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life how's that for the perfect gift celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches hensonshaving.com slash holiday don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy dermatologist recommended neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to hydro boost water gel facial moisturizer vj's has your entire lineup of neutrogena skincare products and now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. That's interesting. That's deep. This is real talk. Body of Christ. Real talk. Hmm. Welcome back to my channel. Thanks for joining me for another video. And I have been meaning to do this one for quite some time now. And I think I have gotten the release to do it. So I'm going to be talking about the first time I prayed in tongues for three hours daily for 21 days and what happened. Now, I share because there's something supernatural that happens when we pray in the spirit. And I just want to start off by reading what the word says. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. And guess what I have? Right. So I made a note and I'm reading the New King James Version. For if I pray in a tongue, 
my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. And I want to focus on the first part of the scripture that says, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. And the Lord has been teaching me over the years just how important it is or just how powerful it is rather when our spirit prays. The word of God, those who have passed, like Kenneth Hagan, I've read about Smith Wigglesworth sharing how their ministries were built on praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues. And I have seen just how powerful this, this I want to say, gift has been being able to pray. And I'm not talking, you know, one of the nine spiritual gifts. I'm talking this blessing of being able to communicate, you know, to speak mysteries, to communicate with our Father, where the enemy has no understanding of what we're saying because it's a mystery to the enemy as well and just how the lord moves on our behalf so i you know having read and watched a lot of sermons just about the power of praying in tongues and praying in tongues for extended period of time i said this is something that I want to position my heart to do. And I also felt the, in, the impression of the Holy Spirit, the leading of the Lord to just press in, praying in tongues to go into deeper realms of his spirit, you know, through this avenue. And so I remember my church, they were doing a sermon series called Naturally Supernatural. And I remember during that time, I was watching a sermon as well from Kenneth Hagan, who was a powerful man of God, passed away, you know, a couple years ago. Don't remember the year. And he was sharing about how we can pray in the spirit to activate certain spiritual giftings in us, you know, to go to the next level. And I was desirous of that, especially as I was learning more about the supernatural based on the series my church was doing. And so I positioned my heart to pray in tongues for three hours daily, three hours daily. Now, when I started doing this, it's interesting that I didn't pray three hours straight. So at that time, of course, I still had a nine to five that I had to go to. And I got up an hour earlier and I would pray in tongues for one hour straight in the mornings. And then when I came home from work in the night, I would pray in tongues for two hours. And I did that. Hi. Those testimonies are very unique in a way, those testimonies. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. I want to talk about something. Uh, which is very, very important. Very, very important in today's for today's church. I'm starting this uh, short series. I don't know if I'm going to do another segment on this. 
about uh, experiences with speaking in tongues, experiences with baptism in the Holy Spirit, and compared to the experiences from this cult called the Kudilini Awakening. And I felt compelled to do this because uh, I've done a series with a guest speaker on audio on Connected Dots, Trey Searcy, from Truth Time Radio on Speaking in, Speaking in Tongues. Uh, it's a seven series show. So it's about seven segments. Outstanding teacher of Speaking in Tongues. If you want to know about speaking in tongues, what is speaking in tongues? Why did they need to speak in tongues? And do we need to speak in tongues? Do we need that gift today? Okay. And uh, if you want to know more about that, if you're from a Pentecostal church or uh, a charismatic church, you want to know more about that uh, subject and you are saved, you are already a Christian, I recommend go to uh, Connecting the Dots. And I just get get through with this series, seven series. Or you can go to Trey Searcy's uh, podcast or his website, Truth Time Radio. Truth Time Radio. You can go there as well and hear or get, if they still have DVDs or, or CDs or whatever like that, you know, or ask about that or questions and answers. They got different things on the website. So if you want to know about tongues, I advise you to go to Truth Time Radio um, podcast, Trey Searcy, outstanding teacher. So what made me do this, and not made me, but what compelled me, and why did I want to do this? Because Trey Searcy broke down what was tongues. Why was tongues? And he broke it down that tongues is a language. All through the Bible, when the Bible speaks specifically about tongues, the majority of the time is languages, no matter what it is, whether it's humans or demons or whatever, or angels, it's languages, okay? When the Bible talks about tongues. So that's, that, that could be explained in that teaching. I'm not here to teach on tongues, you know, on this podcast, go to connect to the dots. If you are saved, you're going to get the best out of that. If you just in a situation where your church speaks in tongues and you want to do, you want to find out how you can speak in tongues or is, is it right to seek tongues, speaking in tongues? I like to reverse it and just say languages. Cause that's what it is. Languages, or you just scared of it. Or you just say it sounds weird and funky or something. You don't want to be bothered with go to connecting the dots or truth time radio and you will get that teaching, outstanding teaching. I, I never heard no better teaching on tongues than that from Trey Searcy from Truth Time Radio. Okay, but what I want to do is talk about the ratifications of seeking, speaking in tongues, etc., or speak seeking spiritual power or some type of spiritual awakening. Now, I use it interchangeably because both of these, both of these 
I wouldn't say lust, but both of these hungers are from Christians and the unsaved. They both hunger for a special visit or a special power from God. Okay, from God. Speaking of being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues compared to the Kudalini awakening, which is they also call it the yoga Kudalini awakening. I don't know too much of the difference, but I have a, a somewhat of an idea what's going on. Now, like I promised, and I like to try to keep my promise, I was going to do a side-by-side a side-by-side testimony on both of the experiences, the Kudalini experience and being baptized of the Holy Spirit. The first one you heard of this young man talking about his experience, you know, of the Kudalini awakening and what he, how he seeked it, how he was pursuing it. Then the second one, you heard a young lady talking about when she was in her room and uh, how the Holy Spirit delivered her and came through her room and she was auctioned to speak in tongues and stuff like that. Then you heard this lady say she she, she prayed in the Spirit or she prayed in the Spirit over 21 hours straight before or something like that. You heard those three experiences. Then you heard the young lady yesterday you know, when I done my first done my first segment on this podcast about her experience. And I have many other experiences that, that I'm going to play or and I'm also going to let you hear a little teaching on both sides. What I want you to hear also, uh, before I leave, is this young man that uh he he claims that he experienced both experiences. The Kudalini awakening and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then he tried to explain the difference between the two, okay? And like me, I do my research on certain things that I don't know too much about, but I have heard of from others. And the best way to know about some type of spiritual awakening you have to go to the background. Most of the background for Kudalini it's saying that it started, it's kind of a Hindu spiritual way. It started, it's kind of a Hindu, you know, Hindu thing, what they're doing Hindu or whatever, some type of Hindu belief. Uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a, the We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd 
only at BJ's. I used to think about the Kudalini spirit is it's a good side and it's a bad side. According to what I have looked at, it's a good side. And a lot of you listening to me probably know more about that than me. So you can leave a comment and give me some more on that. But I'm just giving you the basis. It's a good side and a bad side, you know. And what happens with the good side is basically, you know, the energy you feel, the, the lightheadedness and blah and this and, you know, the beautiful, the love, the love and whatever like that. And you, you feel like it's a heavenly glow around you and stuff, stuff like that. And then sometimes the levels go higher. You start getting under, you start seeing the other side of things. You start, uh, foretelling things, you start doing this and whatever, and you, you start having a little gift of foreknowledge and, I guess, word of knowledge or whatever like that. So it's a lot of some, it's a lot of mysterious spiritual things happen to a person that they feel like they somewhat of a god. Like that young man said, he felt God, he was God. You know, that, you know, sincerely he felt like he was God. You know, so it's different people, but I noticed when I looked, I listened to the experience, the Kudalini awakening experience, uh, they mo- all of them just about said the same thing. Their testimony was so close a lot. Even a young lady that was sitting down, you know, she was talking about her tongue and how her tongue, because she had a cyst problem. You know, a cyst problem with somebody talking, they cyst, cyst, cyst. she had a cyst problem. I, I didn't understand what she was saying. She was just babbling and rambling. I couldn't get her, but she was just talking about her experience with the Kudalini awakening hat. It straightened her tongue. Her tongue was going this and that, left and right and all that stuff. And I have noticed that even with their experiences, they have a certain language too. Then I looked at a lot of uh, uh, videos with the jerking. Now, that's the bad experience. Kudalini's believe that's the bad side when you can't control your body. They start jerking and they start locking up. You know, they start bending and locking up, you know, like this young man was experienced. He said, that's the bad side of the Kudalini. It's a good side, make you feel good. Then then it's a bad side of the Kudalini. So when you explain the Kudalini experience, which is demonic, let me put that out there. When you explain, a, I ain't trying to tell nobody, look for no Kudalini spirit. So just, let me put that out there. But when you learn about the kudalini spirit it's a good and a bad side it's also different levels and they counted about seven levels now that my attendance went up when I heard that because I had a young man that I was talking to about over a month ago and we was just talking I'm not going to say his name and we was talking and he was talking about, you know, we was talking about the uh, not so much the Bible, but he just opened up about certain gifts that he have. You know, he's not bragging, but he has certain gifts. And he was just talking and telling me about the things that he go through. And he has a kind of a scary gift that he can uh, read people's minds or he could, he know what's going to happen to somebody's future and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I was listening to him. Not, and what we believers have to understand, we have to listen. Even though if it sounds freaked out and it doesn't line up with the word of God, just be quiet. Just listen. Just listen. Don't be so quick to rebuke and show him the scripture. Just listen. So I was listening to this young man. And he wasn't bragging or boasting or nothing like that. I believe he really believed what he saw and seen and what can do. And I wasn't doubting that. 
and he was talking and saying this and whatever. And then I asked him a question. Then he got into certain levels. He said it's seven levels. And he stopped talking about something about seven le- levels of spiritual uplifting. Or you could just say awakening. It's seven levels. Some of you just listening probably know something about this. He was saying something about several, seven levels. I guess the, 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 the seventh level is me. You've reached your ultimate power. That's what it sounded like it was saying to me. That's what he was explaining to me. And I asked him one question. The majority of the time, I was just quiet listening. I was just quiet. But when he got on the levels, I asked him, when would you know or when do you know you reached your seventh level? What's the sign that shows you that you've reached that seventh level? And I don't, I don't believe he ever had that question asked of him before, so he kind of hesitated and studied and like, oh, well, you know, uh, uh, he really didn't know. He said he, he really don't know. He was honest. And he said, but when it happens, it'll be revealed to him. Something like that. I don't want to put words in his mouth. But what made me come back to that story is when the Kudalini has some type of levels, too. I know it starts from the, the back of the spine or something like that. They call it the snake or the serpent. That ought to give you, give you a red flag right there when you talk about snake and serpent, okay? But it has about seven different levels or something like that. And I said, oh, so my, this guy might be dabbling in that kudalini spirit you know because what he was telling me sounds like a lot of these kudalini experiences what they go through you know then i gave you that that testimony that guy was talking about signs of the kudalini spirit it was also a video i looked at was talking about 19 signs that you have or had the kudalini spirit now i'm not going to go through that because some of the 19 signs that this uh, video named out is happening even in Christian lives. So what I mean by that, that's why I kind of question it. You know, panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and blah, blah, this, whatever like that. I'm not saying that it's not. And I know a lot of spiritual things can cause physical problems. I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt about that. So I'm not going to say they're wrong or right. But a lot of things they were saying, I noticed some things I struggled with. Do that mean I have a Kudalini spirit? No, but a lot of things there was naming out. So I, I can't go by that, but I'm just letting you know, being transparent. He was, this this video was naming about 19 things. He had another video naming nine signs and different things like that. Then I went, I watched some shows and <clears throat> different things like that. And I got a parody I just want you to listen to too. And it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's just kind of funny, you know, but anyway. As I looked at both sides and I listened to the testimonies of their experience, the Christian or the so-called Christian saying they was baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and the Kudalini experience. I looked at their testimony. I listened to their testimonies and I noticed a lot of their testimonies sound alike about that feeling. It always starts with the joy and the heavenly feeling and the peace on both sides, being baptized in the Holy Spirit and the Kudalini awakening. Okay? Now I'm going somewhere with this. And I also noticed in their testimony, some of these testimonies that first the Kudalini guy, the first guy you heard, if you didn't catch it, because I try to listen before I start judging. 
when he said he had that first experience, did you notice, listening, did you notice he said, I was high at the time? Did you notice when he said that I was high at the time? Then he went on later and said, well, it was a lot of times I was high, but he said, not no more. Okay, my attendance went up then. Why? Why? Because when you're in a state of some type of substance substance in you, I'm not saying so much alcohol, that too, but I'm just talking about substance, mate, marijuana, cocaine, or whatever like that. You, you can understand cocaine, but, the, but it just say marijuana or what they call cannabis today. You're opening up yourself and then you're trying to get into some type of spiritual awakening or you're seeking something. Ain't no telling what you might manifest in your head. See, what might not be real to us when you tell us it's real to you because it's drawn up in your mind, it's drawn up in your head. Now, he was saying he was high then, so he he seen this, he seen this, and he felt this. And I kind of questioned, I said, okay, he was high, you know. And uh, that's just, just, just Chuck. I didn't listen to the whole video, you know, but I just might go back and listen to it. But I just kept it short for the purpose of time constraints on this show I'm doing now. I don't want to keep it a long series, but I think it's very important for the believer, not the unbeliever. Them too, but mainly the believer of the body of Christ. And I'm going to play maybe a couple more videos. The question I want to ask, have you ever experienced speaking in tongues? Have you ever experienced that feeling of overwhelming love, the energy, the tears flowing? Have you ever went through that experience or have you ever had that experience? And what made that experience come? Did it just happen? after salvation or it happened after you start seeking it because you felt that's what you're supposed to do or that's going to prove that you are saved by evidence of speaking in tongues. Only you know that. My experience and most of the people that I talked to, they were searching for the baptism of the Holy Spirit because their church taught them that they needed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And one of the evidence or the evidence is speaking in tongues, emphasis on tongues. Now, most of this type of teaching still today is in Pentecostal and charismatic surroundings. Not all, but most of that teaching is in Pentecostal and charismatic surroundings. Have you ever experienced that? Just an honest question. You're not wrong because if you have, as long as you're not still in it, but have you ever experienced that? And why did you experience that? What, you know, why? And how long did it take? Another question I have, I have to ask is, what proof do you have that it was the Holy Spirit? And what scriptures do you use to believe that's going to line up and compare the word of God and verses and scriptures to your experience. That's another important thing. Do you have the scriptures to prove what you're going through is verified by the word of God? That's very important. Is your experience verified by the word of God? Not making the word of God 
come to you and verify it. Now, is it verified by the word of God? Your experience. Now, I'm asking a believer, not the Kundalini. Uh, most of them was unbelievers. Now, these experiences that we seek to we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's. Past tense or people are seeking. Let me say that again. Those experiences that, including myself, that I seeked, K-E-D, at the end, in the past, I'm sorry, compared to the ones that seeking. Because when we seek something, we're looking for a certain fulfillment or a certain pleasure or a certain feeling. And we bait, and we we try to line it up. We try to say it's from we wanted to be the Holy Spirit so bad. See, I'm talking about these people that's really seeking the so-called baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues or languages. Why do the Kudalini awakening believers seek for that spirit? It's a reason you seek those feelings. I'm just putting on feelings because it's mostly the flesh. Then it becomes a spiritual thing. But you also got to remember, the believer in the body of Christ, his spirit man is renewed and made alive. He is sealed with the Holy Spirit already. First of all, let me put that out there. You are already been sealed with the Holy Spirit already. You never have to seek the Holy Spirit. Now, if you've been taught that you need to seek more power or the infilling, like I hear a lot of the Holy Spirit, they separate it. They say, okay, you got the Holy Spirit. Now you need to be filled. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And one of the evidence or the evidence is speaking in tongues. Now, the majority of the ones that have these testimonies, they got it from their traditional denominational teaching. They didn't get it from the Bible. I, I, I don't think they can argue with me, whatever, because I didn't either. They was taught what these scriptures meant. They was Those scriptures, they was interpreted according to their denomination, not according to the word of God, but those scriptures was interpreted according to whatever denomination you are in, mostly Pentecostal or charismatic. That's just a fact. It ain't from the Bible. It was not from the Bible. It was interpreted. That's what the Bible meant. 
and the majority of and a lot of the church and maybe the majority of the church that in, was in a charismatic and a, a Pentecostal movement was taught that way, including myself, including myself. OK. Now. The same with the Kundalini awakening. They heard about it. They seeked it. Some of them was depressed. Some of them came out, was on drugs. Some of them was, uh, had bad marriages or whatever thing they went through. They were seeking a change. They were seeking for something to come in and change them from how they feel. They felt bad. They felt, you know, maybe depressed, stressed, suicidal and stuff like that. And they needed it's somewhat of a difference between the two experiences. And then I'm going I'm to I'm put it all together. I'm going to try to anyway. You know, this is where I see it. You know, this is not in no psychologist book, but this is where I see it. And they were seeking some. So both sides, the believers or the churchgoers that seeking the infilling or the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So, look at it this way. Let me start with me. When I had that experience in my room, and, and my wife, ex-wife as well, but I'm just going to speak about me. I gave her testimony. You want to hear that? Just go back to another podcast. When I had that experience in my room, the same type of things that these young ladies saying they was filled with the Holy Spirit and also, listen to me carefully, the the Kudalani awakening experience, but it was the beginning. I experienced those same feelings in Mobile, Alabama, in my room. I was awakened in a dream out of my bed and I start speaking in these crazy gibberish to me. I call it gibberish now. Languages. And I could not control my tongue. I could not control tongue as in speech. I could not control uh, my vocabulary. You know, blah, 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 blah. I was just saying some things. You know, I don't remember. You know, because what? It's unintelligible. It's, it's just nothing you don't remember. But I, I started speaking. But what I also noticed the same as these others, the Kudalani awakening, and the others said they were baptized in the Holy Spirit because I thought it was the Holy Spirit too. That young man, he said it was God. He gave a little testimony about Jesus. So even some of the people that was caught up in an awakening, Kodalini, they believe in God, they believe in Jesus. See? So they was experiencing that same thing. They were seeking. I was seeking. My ex-wife was seeking. All the people that I knew was hunger or some type of fasting or praying or praying. One of the girls said she was begging. She was crying out for it. You notice the trend. It just did not happen. Boom. Like the day of Acts. <laughs> you notice that. See, what Acts 2, when they met in that upper room, the Holy Spirit came upon all of them at one time, like cloven tongues, like fires of tongue, and they all start speaking in those languages, okay? Those different tongues and languages, it came upon them, see? They don't down a line. When they believed in the kingdom program, when they believed, they got baptized, 
they was the, the evidence was what for Israel speaking in different languages. There was an evidence sign of speaking a different language. They had to believe who Jesus was for the remission of their sins, be baptized in water in that order, and then filled with the Holy Spirit from at the beginning. Okay, I'm not going to do no Bible teaching here. I'm just trying to make it very plain. You want to know more about that? Go to Connection the Dots. But this is kind of, I don't want to get too deep on the listeners that's not saved. And they, and they had to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And what was the evidence of them being filled? See, not all. Now remember, not all of them spoke in tongues. First of all, not all of them. The Bible is very specific because, you know, and I heard this other brother say this, and he was right, even though I disagreed with him on something else, surprisingly. But he was right about this, and I agree. When those 3,000 got saved, and laid on down the line in Acts 2, the Bible did not mention that they spoke in tongues because everybody don't have the gift of tongues, but they weren't saved, but they didn't experience speaking in different languages. So many churches can get, can look at that as a format that everybody did not speak in tongues. Certain ones spoke in tongues, okay? The evidence of them, the ones that was going out, spoke in tongues or languages, Okay, so that's the format of the Bible under the kingdom program, signs and wonders program. If you want to know where I'm going with signs and wonders, I, you know, I mentioned signs and wonders in the kingdom program because that's when signs and wonders was really manifesting back then. Not now, but back then in the kingdom program, signs and wonders. So a lot of the churches get their get their teachings and their beliefs from early Acts. Acts is not a doctrinal book because it changes. You got to be careful when you read the book of Acts. It changes. It's like a transitional book. It changes from the kingdom program to the teachings of the Apostle Paul. And you don't hear too much through the teachings of Paul or to nothing about signs, wonders, and tongues, period. After the Corinthians, after the Corinthians, when you get to the teachings of the Apostle Paul, this is for the believer, when it comes to Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, and ever, you had nothing about tongues. Nothing. Because they ceased. The word of God was complete then. So they didn't need that gift. Okay, but I'm not for the teach on that. And many people don't know about that. You know. But anyway, when they did, the purpose is very important. The purpose and the reason why they had that gift is very important. Now you look at the Bible reason for the reason they had the gift of speaking in languages. It's very, very different than the church reason of today. It seems like it's more selfish for today. See, first of all, they're out of context. The reason that uh they spoke in tongues. They, as in Israel, as the Jews under the kingdom program, was because they had to go to other nations. See? They didn't know their language, so they had to know their language. See, that was the reason God didn't give nobody tongues just to, for them to feel good. 
or experience nothing like that. The Bible does not say nothing about that, that he gave them tongues so they could feel good, so they could edify, they could just talk about and brag, and they could speak and not a lot of gibberish or glacé, if you want to talk about it, you know. But the, the reason for that gift is very important to understand for the person that don't know what tongues is for. Then they kind of think about it if they really knew. But their church is not going to teach that. Most Pentecostals that that's our in or charismatics that's embedded in that experience of speaking in tongues is not going to teach them that because sometimes they don't even know. They they look over that. But it's very important you know the reason, the main reason wasn't so much for them at all. It was for the unbeliever. It wasn't for you to feel good and prove that you got a higher spiritual connection with God. No, that's not the Bible. That's not the tongues of the Bible. It was for them to reach the unbelievers. The Bible says the tongues, the signs of the tongues was for the unbeliever, not the believer. Let me say that again. Speaking in tongues was for the believer. I mean the unbeliever, not the believer. See, it was a benefit to them, the believer, not the believer. So it wasn't a package you just take for yourself to feel good, see. The Bible mentions never forbid tongues for a reason because everybody didn't speak in tongues. Everybody didn't, everybody didn't know how to interpret. Everybody didn't do miracles. Everybody didn't do healing. Everybody didn't have a word of knowledge. The Bible signs I'm talking about, not the church signs, because the church will have you think, especially the Pentecostal and Charismatics, that everybody can get it. Even some of these testimonies say that, which is unbiblical. It's a lot of things they say it's not. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to hydro boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's. Lined up with the Bible at all. It's a man-made traditions, which God hates man-made traditions because people get deceived in man-made traditions. Okay, like I said, I'm not here to do Bible study. But you want to know more about that? Go to Connecting the Dots if you are saved. The most important thing for you to be seeking is salvation to be saved. Let me just put it out there. Not tongues for the unbeliever. Not tongues, okay? So don't get caught up in that. Now, for the believers, like I said, the name of this, and I don't like giving names, but what I want to put out there is the danger of seeking an, a spiritual experience. That's the name of this show. When you come to this podcast, the dangers of seeking a spiritual experience, because there is a danger. 
Now, let me digress and go back to me. When I went through that experience, I never had it that 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 strong again, like the last lady, the last, not, the, not today, but the other podcast. I never had it like that again. But I had peaks and valleys. You know, and I'm going to be honest with you, it did pump me up. I, I, I felt that like I was a little more spiritual than a lot of other believers because they never experienced it. So it could bring a little arrogance if you let it. It did pump me up. I'm not saying that it done with you, you or those others, but it did pump me up. But it also made me more humble and loving and, you know, whatever like that. You know, sensitive to sin and stuff like that. It did. It did. You might say, Joe, then what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it is Satan is a master manipulator. He knows the tricks and the schemes. See, he doesn't come in a demonic way and then, you know, like a lot of television have people demon-possessed like the exorcist or whatever like that. The majority of the time, the enemy don't come that way. He come in that loving, humble making you feel good or whatever like that, just like the Kudalini. It's just like you took a drug. And that drug felt good, felt good, felt good. After a while, it, you came, you became numb to it. You didn't get that feeling no more. Then you start searching for more. You start searching for more. That's almost the same way with this experience, even the so-called baptizing the Holy Spirit. Because after a while, because the majority of it is your flesh. Okay? The majority of it is your flesh. So after a while, the first experience always the best. You maybe have a second or nothing else, but you be wondering, how come you never go through that again or all the time? It drains you. It will drain you after a while. Now, a lot, a lot of these testimonies that I listened to when it came to baptizing the Holy Spirit was two, three, four, five years ago. I wonder, do they feel the same way today? I wonder. Because if, if I go back, even with myself, after a while, I came to the point that, man, I don't, I don't even feel that no more. Blah, blah, blah. I'm reading the Bible more. I'm doing this more, but I don't feel that no more. Somebody might tell you because you're mature and you don't need this and, and you're mature or whatever like that. But the thing about it, some people even got depressed and stressed. Some people got more on, they start going on medication because they was never delivered. It was just a feeling. Now I'm not saying not I'm not saying everybody. They was they wind up going right back to drugs or going right back to drink. Or some people even got worse after being baptized or so-called baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You have some of them, sometimes some of the meanest people that goes in the church, man, and start talking they have a prayer language now they have a prayer room they have conferences that teach you how to pray in tongues which is not in the bible people are still confused on an unknown language I'm not going to get into that because I'm not here to talk about tongues they are wrong but I'm not here to teach on that go to connecting the dots if you saved 
See, it'll edify you more if you say your spirit is alive. If you're not saved, you're going to be confused just just as much as you're confused listening to me now. But the ones that's believer or they they're young in the faith of in you know in the body of Christ. Uh, this is for you. People say, Joe, are you against tongues? No, I'm not against tongues. I'm against tongues of today. I can't be against something that is real or that was real. Now, when you say tongues, I'm not against languages, different languages, because that's all tongues was in the Bible, languages. So if you ask me if I'm against speaking in tongues, no, I'm not against speaking in tongues. I would love to speak in different languages. I'm against belief in the supernatural gifts are working today. They're not needed today. But against different languages, no. I love to speak. I try to learn Spanish even more. So you got to be specific. That's the way I look at tongues. I look at it as languages. I don't look at it like you or some other people look at it. They look at it as an unknown, mysterious thing, a heavenly language. I hear many people, well, good teachers still saying heavenly language. What is the heavenly language? What is the heavenly language? I was looking in the King James Bible for that heavenly language. I have not found it. Where did that come from? Not the word of God. I believe it came from when they say, Paul said, if, if I talk with all languages, and I'm paraphrasing, and the language of angels. Many people took that as angels have a different language. Now, what is the angel's language in heavenly places? How do they talk? I don't know. The Bible never says about that because it's not important. But when the, when the angels talk to any human, it was always in that human person's dialect. Whatever country you were from then, it was in their dialect, in their language. It was never nothing mysterious. He came and talked in your dialect, whatever country you're from. Understandable language, not an unknown. Why would he come talking to you? We, 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 ka, 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 ka. It would be just as easier to talk to you in your own dialect, your own language, correct? You can't deny that. It's the same with the unknown. When uh, Paul told them, don't come in there talking to about talking the language if they don't understand your language. And I'm going to put this plainly. He said, only God understand it. Some people feel that, yeah, that means I can go in the closet and I can talk to God with some gibberish, unknown language. No, it was unknown to them, but that language is not unknown to God. It could be Italian, it could be German, it could be Chinese, it could be English, it could be African, whatever. God knows all worldly languages. Angels know all worldly languages. So it would not be unknown to God. The reason the Bible says that Paul was talking about, you would be talking to God. And that means because God, the only one can understand your language at that time. In other words, if they learn later, yes. But when you go talking in a foreign language and nobody understands what you're saying and you are a Christian, God knows what you're saying because he knows all languages. That's all that means. It's not the mysterious. It's no heavenly language. God is not the God of confusion. And you all quote that. You know, he is. He, why would he just mess with your head? See, the enemy will do that, but God don't just mess with your head. Like Trey Searcy said one time, somebody asked him, and I would have came with the same answer. Do you 
speak to God in tongues. And Trey says she said something like this. No, I speak to God in my own, my regular language. Duh. <laughs> See, tongues, they were stuck on an unknown tongue. They were stuck on tongues. And now Trey and I, you know, know when a person, when they ask you, do you speak in tongues? Okay, what language are you talking about? And they might say, huh? When you mention the tongues of the Bible, what tongues are you talking about? Majority of them talking about that unknown and a lot of them know about the different languages, but they think there's two types of tongues. And they stubborn, and you can't make them think no different. I'm not dealing with y'all. I'm not talking to you all. Because you, you're stuck in your preconceived traditional belief, feelings, and experience. Okay? I'll just leave you there. I'll leave you in your ignorance. Or in your not knowing, if you don't like nobody to call you ignorant. Some people think I'm, you call them stupid. So let me just say, leave you in the not knowing. Let me just put it that way. Okay? Now, I know this is a long, a long segment, but it needs to be spoke about. The dangers of seeking spiritual experiences. The danger, I'm not going to tell you which way to go or what you should do. I just, I'm just letting you know for the believers that's in the church, in the body of Christ, that's still seeking to speak in tongues or any type of other experience, be careful. Be careful. That's, that's what I have to say. Be careful. A lot of uh, Christian believers, men and women that have been saved for a long time, ought to know better. They ought to know better. It ain't benefited them, so how they go try to teach you like it's going to benefit you? It never benefited them. Some of them are still depressed. Some of them still going through anxiety. Some of them still going through panic attacks. Why? Then you have to question, why come I'm still going through all this? I'm seeking this, speaking in tongues. Okay, I spoke in tongues. Okay, what now? I taught others how to speak in tongues. What now? I'm still depressed. I'm still suffering physically. I'm still going through different marriages. I'm still lusting. I'm still watching porn. I still want to smoke cigarettes. I still want to do this. I still got a bad attitude. I still cuss. So what was the benefits? What am I missing? One of the things and one of the most important things you're missing is you don't study the word of God. You don't read the word of God. You're ignorant in the word of God. You caught up on an experience, so you haven't put in a lot of time in reading the Word of God rightly divided. That's one of the big problems you're going to have, because the only thing that really soothes you through your pain and your anxiety is the Word of God, not seeking out to speaking in tongues. It's the Word of God, number one. Prophesying, we talked about in the past, is just plain on speaking, you know, proclaiming the Word of God. Now, if you want to go to different countries, you need to learn their language. See? Tongues, language. Tongues just mean language. When the Bible talks about tongues, it's talking about language. Nothing, woo I don't care how many people look at the Greek. And they, man, I get tired of that, man. I'm telling you. Man, I was listening to this brother 
and I listen to it. Man, when you start talking Greek and all that stuff too much, man, that means you're just trying to change God. Well, you're not satisfied with what the word is saying, especially when it comes to the King James. So you're saying you're more intelligent than the ones that wrote the King James. You, Greek scholars done all that, so you you know more than them. Now, I ain't finna talk about Bible translations. But when the person is so much on Greek and stuff like that, I kind of question that because they're not taking God's word what it says. They're looking for Greek root words. And from what I heard, Greek word changes all the time and the meanings changing all the time. You can make it whatever meaning and a lot of times a group that you want. Even tongues. Glossolalia. So this this brother was saying different things and I was saying, oh man, come on, don't go there. But he was also saying this, you know what? I got to I got to keep things in context. He was saying the right words. I got to keep things in text correctly. You do. I got to think. I got to keep things in context correctly. That's correct. You do. But what he was, uh, I was not hearing is I got to keep things in rightly divided. He mentioned that. Okay, he mentioned rightly dividing God's word. So I felt I felt that he felt he was rightly dividing God's word, you know. And a lot of his translations from the NIV, which I, I don't trust the NIV, no international version. It's more watered down to me. That is watered down to deity of Christ. So he was using, I guess he's not into the King James much, because I never really see him using the King James. He's a good brother, good teacher. I'm not gonna say his name, because I'm not I'm not a YouTuber just here to bash everybody other believers in Christ, you know. But he uses a lot of NIV. That's his choice or whatever like that. But what he started talking about, you know, then he started talking about the Greek, the meaning and this and everything. He's a good speaker, much better speaker than me an orator. I'm not saying no no not no more than me, but he's a good speaker. I'm not a very good speaker, but I can I I I can get through, you know. He don't flip over his words like I do. And he's a good orator. He's a good speaker and everything. Then he said, you know, I got to go with this. So then he said, majority of the commentators. And that my tennis went up. So he, get, he, you can get caught up looking for somebody that's going to agree with you. Even commentaries and stuff like that. So you're going to base on what a commentary or a past historian said or the book of Maccabees or the lost scrolls or the, uh, the lost books of Enoch and stuff like that over the Bible. So you're going to just say, you know, you're going to make your point because commentators agree with you. Not good. Not good. Not good. Bible believers back then, over back in a hundred years ago, a lot of them didn't have commentaries. They didn't have a lot of handbooks. I'm not saying some of them. They just strictly read the Bible and believed it. The only one was their teacher was the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not knocking commentaries. I'm not knocking concordances and nothing like that. But when you're teaching somebody and you always talk about concordance and the Greek word and the Hebrew word, man, you lose me. You confuse me. You are not believing something about God's word. You got to just use the Greek. You got to use the Hebrew. I'm not knocking that either, but man, be careful with that, man. You just believing in that Greek and Hebrew and hermeneutics and all this stuff over God's word. The King James messed up on this. The King James messed up on this. You know, you might have a point in some of that. But God 
inspired the writers. It was translated through the King James Version. You know, had the Geneva Bible. Do you have the King James or whatever like that? He just started off with NIV and all that stuff. So all those other translations came later. And they was called the better translations of the King James. Not the Word of God, but the King James. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, spiritual awakening. You are no, You cannot knock these occults. These Hindu occults. The yoga occults or whatever like that. You got Christians doing They call it Christian yoga. When you start dealing with that, you're, you're going to get that spirit. Now, the name Kudalini is a whole, that can do a whole research on its own. But you are getting a counterfeit spirit. Baptism in the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to hurt a lot of people's feelings, and they're going to disagree. It's a counterfeit spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit. I believe it's the same spirit as the Kudalini awakening. Satan is, I'm sorry to tell you, Satan is more intelligent than us. <laughs> okay? He know what we seek. So you have the church talking about, man, I got the Holy Spirit. That's not the same as what they do over there. You know, then the Kundalini, the people that's doing the Kundalini say, man, that's the same thing that we got over there. So they understand they ain't doing it right. Satan is a master of confusion, not God. Satan is the master of confusion. Okay. Think about that. If you start YouTubing and you start looking at these awakenings on both sides around the country in the USA, but the Kudalini uh, experience, or they call it awakening, and a so-called baptism in the Holy Spirit, they do a lot of the same things. They do the laughing. They do that. They do that. That uh, that drunken spirit. They do the jerking. They do the shaking. They do the slaying in the spirits. I was going looking at a, a video side by side. They were showing Benny Hinn doing slaying in the spirit. They, they were showing this monk doing slaying. Same type of thing. They got the same moments. People falling down. See, slaying the spirit a, much, a lot of times is real. But it's not of God. It's not of God. Okay, so it was, I was looking at it side by side and I said I was going to do that because I like to do things like that before I make a judgment. But when it comes to both of them is a counterfeit spirit. It's counterfeit to the church because the church thinks it's a Holy Spirit. The people that seek in that feeling of a spirit, they a lot of them don't look at it as being the Holy Spirit. But if they believe in God, they just think it's the super energy of a spirit. You, you see, you hear what I'm saying? But it's the same thing. That's that's my conclusion on that's the same thing. If they're not the same, it's still an evil spirit. It's still counterfeit. The Bible forbids us to be seeking things like that. You could be seeking the Holy Spirit so bad. And the sad thing about that, the Holy Spirit is already in a believer. But you're looking to be, you're looking for that experience that happened to them in the past in the book of Acts. That's what you're looking for. And you don't understand that the reason why they spoke in language wasn't for their edification. It was for the unsaved out there. It wasn't for them. They didn't do it all the time. See? And if you go through the book of Acts, you notice it was fading out. 
it started out that it came upon them. Then after a while, they started laying hands and it came on. They see, it started changing. See, all those things, denominations pulled out of the book of Acts, Corinthians and Acts and all that, and they put it in the church. Many people know more about spiritual gifts than they do the word of God. The other danger when you seek after something like that, when you read the word of God and it's contradicting what you're going through and it's contradicting what you're going through, the word of God is contradicting what you're going through. Not you contradicting what the word of God says. You look at the word of God like it's contradicting what you're going through, so you skip over it. You bring up, come up with your own interpretation of what your teachers or your pastors, some of them are sincere, but you, you can also be very sincerely wrong, at least somebody to hell. You understand what I'm saying? If you experience this awakening, all I have to say sincerely, it's not the Holy Spirit. If you read your Bible, the things that you're going through, all this shaking and jerking and jumping like that, you know, you go through the Bible. Do you see a lot of that? You go through the book of Acts. If you do, let me know. We, let's talk about it. Seriously, leave me a comment. And I'm not making you, I'm not putting you down, you know, because I was there. I really believed that there was a Holy Spirit, even though I questioned it because it was, it, some of the things I was going through didn't make no sense. And I used to people say, God is not the God of confusion, but I was confused. I was confused on saying some lot of gibberish. I had no idea what I was saying. Why? What was the purpose of it? I did talk to God in my lingo, my dialect, or I talked to him in a lot of gibberish. So when I found out years and years ago, see, I, I got out of that belief years ago, tongues and all that. As fast as water baptism, I got out of tongue because I knew what what the church was doing wasn't the Bible, it wasn't biblical. I'm like this. I'm the type. I have a lot of mental mental struggles when I was growing up. I experienced. I know about getting so deep out of my body and imagining things, what it can do to you. Let me give you just a few pointers, and a lot of you probably can understand. I know a lot about seeking a spiritual. When I, you can call it ADHD or some type of whatever like that, but whatever, I used to be by myself and I can create my own world. I'm honestly serious. I can create my own world. I can make characters out of somebody else's faces and they'll seem like they right there. I can make a movie within my own little world. And I would be into it. And then I, I can't control my hands. They get to touch any summer. Sometimes you got called that. But I was subject to that spirit. I can stop with somebody walking in the room. It didn't have a full control over me. You see? And then I have, that's why all this tearing up chairs and everything like that, you know. If you could not stop, man, you was demon possessed. But I was subject to stop with somebody or my family members that didn't understand it was going through because I did. So I'm not mad at them that I'm going through that experience. They can't even know what I was going through mentally. The struggles talking to myself, 
getting overexcited when I watch a football game or something like that. You know, it could be autism. It could be whatever. But you still you have a deeper understanding of a spirit world. That's my point. You see, like anybody that suffers with autism. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's autism or some type of mental problems have a deeper understanding of a spirit world. We see things. We, can, we, we, we see those. It's not good for the person that don't, don't know how to deal with it, but I, 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 can, I used to create things around me. There was times I used to walk up the stairs, I see things on wall and I, I lose it. I mean, I lose it. I think I see all kind of stuff on the wall. I suffered with that. My ex-wife suffered with different things like that. A lot of people that seek in these experiences, if you listen to their testimony, they was dabbling with rich crap or they was dabbling with something. So they was already vulnerable, open to that counterfeit spirit. If you notice, a lot of people that laugh at it just say, man, I don't want that. I don't believe that's God or whatever like that. You don't see them having that much those many mental issues like you do with the so-called feel with the Holy Spirit person. Like they have all kinds of issues, man, when you talk to them. And most of the time it's anxiety, which is said is part of the Kudalini. Panic attacks is part of that Kudalini. You know, it's, it's, you have to be careful. A lot of things that you're going through, I'm not saying it's because it's a spirit. But sometimes it is. They call it awakening. If you want to, Satan let you call it a name. The Kundalini awakening. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, I ain't talking about the ones that's fleshly, just trying to get your money and running around or whatever like that, you know. But you, I, I, the, but let me go back to back, back to me. I never really talked about this part, but when I get out of my so-called spiritual awakening or my little world that I was in, that I didn't want nobody around me, that's why I was so shy and distant. Once I stopped, it's hours went back and I'm drained. I don't even know where I'm really at. I'm not, I have to, it takes time to come back to reality. That's my point. That's what I suffered with. Many people, even family members, don't know too much about that. It took time to come back to reality. Because I, I I was into something. I didn't know what it was. I, I really, I'm not saying it's an evil spirit or nothing like that. But, man, it drained my body. The flesh can do a lot of things, man. And it can lead to another spirit realm. You know? And I'm not saying this because I'm saying this as experience. See, that's why everybody's caught up on experience. That's why I can never put experience over the word of God. People say they seen angels. Okay, was it angels? 
Satan can manifest itself as an angel of light. Maybe you were seeking that. Maybe you were so meant into angels. It manifested. The enemy manifested. It wasn't of God because it contradicts the word of God. Angels, God don't use angels like he did today, like back then. Like he used Gabriel, the messenger. Especially Michael. Okay? So you have to always question that. Does it line up with the Bible? Now, you might go back to the Old Testament. Sure, it happened a lot of times. Not every day. Angels was used. They was messengers. They was warriors. See, Israel, back then, God is not using it like that today. But when you seek it, you'll find it. Because Satan knows what you're seeking. He knows what we seek. And a lot of us, even the Kudalini believers and the ones that want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, is tired of their bodies. They're looking for something more. And it's kind of selfish, too. Because you don't never hear nothing in the night. Uh, say never. The ones that seek and speak in tongues never talk about winning souls. They talk about teaching them how to speak in tongues or how to have this gift of the power of healing. See, this stuff is so wicked and evil, you could be healed in a moment at a time. That don't mean it's going to stay. But it's not God. It's not the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not saying God cannot heal today, and I'm not saying he won't heal. But always just know that when you open yourself up for a spiritual experience, even something like speaking in tongues, you open yourself open to the spirit world, period, because you're seeking it. You're letting yourself go. So we start feeling. Feelings are, a lot of your feelings are, are deceiving. They come and go. Satan gives you the ability to know what somebody's going to do. He can do that. It's counterfeit. It's not the Holy Spirit. People will argue me, say, well, that's, yeah, you just you, blah, blah, blah. Man, tell me. A lot of people that says that now, I mean, I've been there. A lot of you guys are faking. i actually been in that realm. A lot of you are faking. I've done both. I've done the faking and I experienced the real experience of that counterfeit. I faked in church one time. I, I dropped down because I didn't want nobody to think I was the only one standing up. And then once I dropped down, I didn't want nobody. I I looked around because I didn't want nobody to see I was the last one that was getting up. <laughs> so, so it was really messed up. See, that's the faking part. I could never get myself to walk around saying, I couldn't do that. It felt too embarrassing. So when I did really speak in that language, it was very different and eerie, but it felt good. But it wasn't the Holy Spirit. You can disagree all you want to, but if it ain't lined up with the word of God, see, and talking about gifts and tongues only came back in the church teachings in the 1800s. I didn't know that to Trey Searcy. I learned a lot from him. I did not know that when those teachings was, and they wasn't in the churches. See, after they ceased, the, the the believers back then knew those gifts weren't in effect. They knew none of the stuff was in effect. Then later on down the line, 
a thousand years or whatever later in the 1800s, that's when they start being taught back in the churches. And you know, you hear about the Smith Wigglesworth and all those type of guys. They start getting back in the churches, those signs and gifts. It wasn't going on after Paul. None of it. They, they already knew the word of God. They already knew all that stuff ceased. It snuck back up in the church by man. Back in the 1800s. And I'm going to look that up, and I'm going to do a teaching on that. I'm going to look that up myself, because I like to do that and see it for myself. But I did not know that. (sighs) You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I'm not going to hold you no longer. It's been a long time. And uh, I'm going to try to find this this guy that uh, experienced both, and I'm going to try to play out with him. He experienced the experience of the Kudalini experience and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let me try to find that. If I can. If not, I'm going to try to find this. uh, uh, Let me turn this back on. All right. But what I'm going to do now, let me see. Uh, what was it at? Let's go to this parody. This ain't real now, but this are people. These are Christians. And he's a Christian comedian. He's going to. I just want you to hear this. Maybe funny, may not. But, you know, let's see. Okay, the sound went down. Okay. Here we go. Oh. oh, technology, man, I tell you. Technology. Okay. I want you to check this out. You know, but this had a lot of people look at it. Look at uh, speaking in tongues, you know. Let's go here. This is good. Okay, I had a little technical difficulty right there, you know. Oh, dealing with technology. I guess it's time for you to stop. But I want to leave you with this. And I might just start. I think you should understand enough. But I'm going to leave you with this, and I'll be back to end it. It's been a long time already, but this is just a, something I want you to hear. A little parody, a little left. If you serious person, if you really into this, you know, don't listen to it. But hey, let's have a little fun because it is a joke. You know, it is a joke. She already yes, ready. So we just gonna start off with some prayer, get into this word, and yo, guess what? Your boy just got to the the gear of time. So your boys start breaking out in prayer. Just know your prayer life about to be authentic. Y'all just be ready for the overflow. Yes, ready to catch Lord, I just want to thank you, oh Lord, that we just um, want to quote, I come in the Honda, I come in the Honda. Oh, they say, oh, Jesus, you are just manifesting in angel tongues, oh Lord. That's all for 
I got, I got, I got, I got going for one. I got one for two, two dollars, two dollars, three, three, three. All, all the Lord, He's just blessing me with proportion, provision. Oh God, and overflow and monetary blessings. Oh Lord, you are a musician. I am Batman, Batman, Lord, we thank you for that. We don't have to be the dark night any longer, Lord, for you are that light, oh God. And Lord, you just gonna um, start us up, oh God. And you just make sure that we stay in our own lane, oh God. Thank you for just this giving of tongues, oh Lord. Oh Lord, you are a consuming fire, but I just got your chills right now, oh God. Yeah, Lord, we just wanna. Um, just uh, move somewhere else, oh Lord. We just know that we're currently in your in your classroom, oh Lord, and that you are our teacher, our professor. E-L-O-O-C, oh yes, E-L-O-O-C. Some of us are in college. E-L-O-O-C, oh Lord. E-L-O-O-C, oh yes, Jesus. And we just thank you that you're just a teacher in this room. E-L-O-O-C, oh Lord. And we are your students, oh Lord. Anointing. Oh my gosh, oh Lord. We just thank you that you are the Alpha and Omega. A to Z. A B C E F G H I J K L M N O P. Oh Shandalede. Oh Bosha. Eh Kamale. Oh Namale. El de donde eres la biblioteca. Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. Oh de. Oh Jesus Cristo. Oh como estás? De donde eres? I E E two yeah C C Senor oh you are a great international father oh Lord we thank you oh God we thank you Lord that you are just a lion and we are just your 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 you are God but God spelled backwards rough 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 oh thank you for the rough rough tongues rough rough okay that's not real I'm, I'm I, it's not real y'all but his point is right on it. He's a Christian. He's a believer, but he's kind of somewhat like a comedian. His point is right on. To a lot of people that walks in churches or hear people, that's how a lot of this stuff I believe sounds to them. It sounds ridiculous to them. Now, now the reason I played this, I wanted to get a little laugh in that because people do look at a lot of the Pentecostal churches. They don't want to go to those churches because people sound like they bark and they sound like folks running around the church or something like that. You know, like I said, I was embedded in one of those churches. I was brought up in uh, the Pentecostal churches and holiness. And then I transferred and went into the charismatic churches. Okay. So <laughs> I just left that right there because this guy was pretty funny. I, 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 he had me laughing to you. Sometimes you need to laugh at these things. And these are mostly the fakers that's in the church. They fake and they start making up languages and they start hot shot your mama and stuff like that. And you got what? And, and these two ladies that sitting down, they they're looking for the real thing. I guess they into speaking in tongues, the so called tongue. And they had to get up because he was sounding so ridiculous. But that's how a lot of people in church sound to a unbeliever or to a person that's newly saved, and they wonder, man, what is this? Okay, what, what's going on? Okay, I will leave you with this. Speaking in a language is real. Speaking in some type of unknown language, yes, it's real. It's happening today. 
but it's not of God. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's a counterfeit spirit. It is a counterfeit spirit. I know you don't want to hear this. Please, church. I hear people say when they want to hear from God, they got to go in their closet and they have to pray their language or they have to fast 40, 30, 20 days and whatever like that. If you want to do that to please God, that's between you and God. It's not for scriptural today, but if that's what you want to do. But when it comes to these language and gibberish and you're talking to God, God is not hearing you if you're letting another spirit control you. What makes you think God is sitting up there listening to you and you being controlled by some other spirit? Possibly even this Kudalini type of spirit because they do the same thing. You can't. You don't even know the difference between the Eastern and the Hindu churches and some American churches that's in the Kudalini Awakening compared to the Christian church. You don't know the difference between Christian yoga and Kudalini Awakening yoga. They all manifest the same type of characteristics. That's why my conclusion is the same spirit. But it ain't the Holy Spirit. I don't deny your feelings. I don't deny your, I don't deny the uh, experience because I've been there. One one man, one doctor, or well, not doctor, but he said, you know, somebody asked him a question, is it real? And he said something very profound. He said, it's real to them. Might not be to you, but it's real to them. That's the same, it was real to me. Somebody that's hearing them, I said, well, that sounds like that, but it was real to me. It was real to me. The spirit world is real. People go off the back end because they're searching for that spiritual experience. Look at the Jim Jones. Remember Jim Jones? He started off sincerely, I really believe, trying to preach the word of God. Started off sincerely. Got sidetracked with his seeking and everything like that, you know, looking for the spiritual awakening, trying to do so much and trying to do other things, man. He he wound up finding a realm that he could never get back out of, man. And he took a lot of followers down with him. See, they ain't only got to be about you. It's who following you. What you teaching them? You spreading that same experience, whether it's the flesh or it's some type of spirit to the ones you're talking to. See, Jim Jones, David Koresh, you know, Father Divine. I just read about Father Divine. Followers. If a follower is willing to follow you and ignore your false teaching, that's scary. That's why such these, so many of these prosperity teachers, these charismatic teachers got such big congregations and churches. That energy is powerful. That energy is strong. People cry because they're searching. These are the last days. People are searching. They want to be helped. They want to get out these filthy bodies. So they are searching and they've been fooled by thinking it's the Holy Spirit. Talk about they putting their neck on, uh, uh, putting their foot on Satan's neck. No, he's got his foot on our neck. If we believe that, he got his foot on your neck. Using the name of Jesus. I touched somebody and they was healed. Okay. 
Okay. So does witchcraft do that? Kudalini they do that. They heal on us. They use hoodoo. People get healed over there too. People get cursed over there too. Oh, he got out of the chair. He ran around. Now, for the fake ones, yeah, a lot of fake ones. For, for the one, you can make yourself get out the chair if you put your mind to it. It's many ways. Hypnosis. It's many ways. See, it's already been exposed. A lot of churches use that stuff. But I'm just talking about, I'm not denying your experience. I'm not denying what you're saying. But it's the Holy Spirit. And why are you still even worse than what you was? He's saying you healed everybody else, but you still broke down. You still depressed. And I'm not saying this as a joke. I'm just saying that's how deception works. It's just like giving all your money to the church. Only one getting rich and wealthy is the pastor and a few others. You getting broker. Then they condemn you because you ain't faithful with your tithing. See, I'm using all of this for an example. The ones that's been saved for a while, grow up. Watch out for these dangers. Stop seeking youngsters if you just got saved. If I'm talking to you now and you just gave your life to Christ by believing in his death, burial, resurrection, that's the only way to be saved today. And if you're in a charismatic Pentecostal church or you don't even know what that is, look out for those signs. You don't need to seek an infilling of the Holy Spirit or speak in some type of other a language. The Holy Spirit seals you the minute that you sincerely believe what his son done. You are already sealed and filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled don't mean you're going to feel something. Let me say it again. Feel don't mean you're going to feel something. You're going to start doing miraculous gifts and stuff like that. That's not what God is teaching under this dispensation. That's not the Bible of today. Read your Bible. Study your Bible. First of all, yes, study it first. Read it. Study your Bible. The Holy Spirit will give you knowledge. He will lead you in certain ways. Now, it's a matter of you listening to him. That's the whole different thing. I'm not limiting what God can do today. God can do all things, but he's not going to come down to your level because you want him to do for you like he used to do with them in time past. It don't work like that. You follow what God wants you to do. Whatever dispensation or administration that you're in today, that's what you need to do. And that's the teaching of the Apostle Paul and the 13 books of Paul, Romans through Philemon. The other things, other parts of the Bible, the other uh, uh, lessons of the Bible or the other books of the Bible, we read those too for inspiration, for edification, for education. And some of them we can use universally. But our doctrine, sound doctrine for the day, are the teachings of the Apostle Paul, Romans through Philemon. We walk by faith, not by sight. Israel, the kingdom program, walk by sight. We are in the faith grace movement. We don't seek that language because the language is because the gift of tongues. You can learn languages in school or training schools or something like that. But the supernatural gift of tongues is not needed today. 
it was always used. That's why it ceased. That's why it wasn't lasting. It was only it wasn't used to make you feel good and speak in some unknown tongue. There's no unknown tongue. It's only unknown if you don't know the language. It's no heavenly language or whatever like that. And the Bible don't talks about that. <sighs> All right. Okay. This is Joseph Brownlee. Believe in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. I'm not going to do another teaching on this. I just want you to get something out of that. Pray God that he will give you the spirit of wisdom, understanding, that type of discernment. You don't need to speak in different languages. It's not needed. What's the purpose of it? Most everybody in your church speaks the same way. If it was for today, you're not Israel. You're not a Jew and you're not under the kingdom program. I don't care if your church is named the kingdom, whatever. You're not under the kingdom program. You are part of the body of Christ. You're not born again. You are a new creature. Stop living in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the book of Acts. And get into where you belong. The 13 letters of Paul. Romans through Philemon. I'm not just saying just read that. You read the whole Bible, but the sound doctrine for what we do today is Romans through Philemon. Okay? You go anywhere else, you're not going to grow. You will be deceived. Okay? Tongues is not for today. Languages, speaking in different languages, supernaturally, are not for today. And there is no mysterious, heavenly language. It never been. Now, I'm not saying, I don't know how the angels talk or how they talk in, in heaven, but I know how they talk to people when they came down here in your own dialogue, okay? In your own language, okay? God bless you. Body Christ, real talk. Bye-bye. Love you. Left out, baby. <laughs> Bye-bye. Peace out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.